Welcome to episode two of That's Not What Andrea Told Me. I'm Andrea. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Casey. Today, we want to talk about dog ownership and our dogs. Andrea, do you want to go first? Sure. So I'm kind of in the throes of some dog things. So my current set, I adopted from a woman who lived in my town who passed away and she had these two senior dogs that needed a home. So I took them together in August and their names are Scout and Stone. They're both Havanese, so very small. Stone's actually a runt of the litter. So he's only six pounds. Scout was 10 pounds. So very, very tiny dogs. It was very interesting getting used to them because I had had a, another set that I was with for a long time. And yeah, so had them. And just yesterday, actually, I did have to put Scout down. She developed a tumor in her mouth that went up into her nasal cavities and she couldn't breathe and her mouth was bleeding a lot. And it was very sad. We tried some medication. It didn't work. And she just was not comfortable. So it was very hard. This was my third, my personal, like of my dogs that I am responsible for. This was the third one I've actually had to put down. And I would say, Casey, it was just as hard as the first time. And I was surprised at how much I got attached to that dog in the last eight and a half months. Just was so sweet. She was so, so sweet. So that was really hard. But yeah, but before that, I had my first dog that I ever adopted was a dog named Willie, who was a pug chihuahua mix. And I had (laughs) Willie for 16 years, if I'm remembering correctly. Right? Yeah, I think so. Just about our 15. So I adopted him in 2005, January 2005, and he died last May. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I was with him for 15 years. And so that's what I mean about like, it was really hard to, to get used to Scout and Stone because I just had been with Willie for so long. And after I had Willie for two years, I adopted Waylon, who I got from one of your friends who had irresponsibly adopted mm-hmm. a dog that she shouldn't have, or actually she bought him, right? So that was Waylon. And Waylon, when he was 10, got diagnosed with heart failure that sort of escalated very quickly. And he, I lost him in 2018. Yep. That's right. August of 2018. So that was the first dog I ever put down. And oh my gosh, that was, it was so hard. And I wasn't sure how Willie would do, but I think you remember the story that (laughs) the next morning I'm going to feed Willie and he is so happy. And I got so mad because I I couldn't (laughs) stop crying. And I'm like, we are in mourning, sir. You need to get your act together. (laughs) Behave better. But anyways, I think he really enjoyed being the only dog again for a couple of years before he just, just got real, real old. So I'm now down to stone. He is six pounds, like I mentioned. He has a cleft lip. Oh, speaking of dogs. And so he has a little cleft lip. So he looks, so Russell, Casey's husband, calls him uh, uh, Snaggletooth. Um, and I don't know, we're just kind of adjusting to our new normal today. We did, I took him for a walk. We hadn't been able to go on walks or I guess we could have, I could have taken just stone, but I felt bad leaving Scout. So yeah, so we're just, we're adjusting. He's just been on the couch all day, laying in her spot. He's excited to come see Izzy. And so I think later today, we're going to go over to Meredith's house, my friend Meredith. And she has two dogs that Stone never doesn't really care about all that much, but at least we'll be (laughs) around some other dogs. So that's uh, my current situation. So you want to tell us about Izzy Girl? Yeah. Uh, Well, if we're going back in the archives, I could talk about Ivan too. Yeah. I think that would be, that's a good story. Yeah. So similarly to Andrea, the second I was out on my own. Literally, it was, I think, the day I graduated from college. I had been looking online 
but I went out to adopt a dog and I went and looked at, I don't even remember what the breed was. It was something very strange, but it was this short, fat, white, fluffy dog, but it ended up being a real jerk. And so I was like, yeah, yeah no, I'm not, not interested, but I saw Ivan. It was the weirdest situation. So you walk into this, you know, animal rescue place. It was um, Shelby never- Humane, wasn't it? Um, I'm pretty sure. It, no, it wasn't. It was maybe Calera. It was someplace down there. So at the time I was living in Alabama because that's where I went to college. And so I walk in and I'm like, I'm interested in looking um, at this dog. And they literally just handed me a leash and we're like, yeah, sure. Go ahead. And so I had to, I let myself back there and I'm just looking at these cages of dogs. I could have been any old person off the street, but yeah, I saw Ivan there. That wasn't his name. I don't, I don't actually remember if they even named the dogs Mm. I think they just gave them numbers oh how sad Um, yeah but he was so sweet uh, and he really always was the only thing that got that dog really excited was FedEx and UPS trucks yeah it must have been something about the way those engines sound he would go insane yeah and chase them but other than that he was just so chill but he also got very sick I hadn't had him for very long probably only about eight months yeah and he past a blood clot in the nighttime. And I, I woke up, I used to be a pretty good sleeper. So it was odd for me to wake up at like 4am. And yeah, that was that. So then, yeah, I kind of went off the deep end after that. <laughs> it was, yeah, it's not a good period of my life. <sighs> and then I was actually trying to rescue a golden retriever. I was like registered with all the golden retriever rescue sites. And I was preparing for a home visit. Mm-hmm. Once you get through all the screenings, they come to make sure your house is acceptable. But we had gone on a trip. So I had deferred the home visit for like two weeks. We were was this in, when uh, we were in Korea. No, we were in uh, Puerto Rico with the okay. fam. Okay. And we got a call on the way back. We were actually at the Florida airport at okay. Fort Lauderdale. And our mom called and said, this woman just brought this dog to running group. And she is so wonderful and you need to meet her. But I was really nervous because Ivan had been so sick and I was going to adopt one way or the other, but I was like, what if this street dog is super sick? So I took her to one of those emergency vet type places. It's open on the weekends and she was fit as a fiddle, as they say. (laughs) And so she came home with me. She was eight months at the time. So she still had like a little bit of puppy in her, but now she's just a old crotchety lady. (laughs) So I do want you to tell the story of her name because this is, I think, one of the best stories about Izzy. So I wanted to name my dogs after either historical figures or authors or whatever. So Ivan was named uh, after Ivan the Great or Ivan the Terrible, whichever one he was being at the time. (laughs) And, And I wanted to give my new dog and I name as well, which was far more limiting. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like I couldn't really find any, I didn't want to name her like Isabella. Yeah. That's that's awfully dramatic. Yeah. And that just wasn't her, her personality. Uh, But I also really like mythology. And so I thought, oh, it'll be perfect. I'll name her Isis after the Egyptian goddess. So name her Isis. And it really, it was like, two months later. Right. It was so fast. All over the TV is we're hearing about ISIS, <laughs> ISIS. And at, I think Obama was still president. And so he kept calling it ISIL. And I was like, that's okay. It's going to, that's going to catch on. Right. You know, the president's saying it. So I, it'll, I'll dodge a bullet. It did not catch on. And people 
I think still call it, I guess now they call it IS, but yeah. or something like that. But so I, I didn't want to let the terrorists win. So yeah. I continued calling her ISIS for several years. And then at some point, oh, actually what it was, was when my husband's sister had a kid and he would play with her. He loved her so much. And I didn't <laughs> Well, this, I guess this was just part of it. Because you're clearly remembering something else. I am. Yeah. Okay. I didn't want him to go to school and say that he had been playing with ISIS. Right. That's reasonable. Mm -hmm. I am remembering, I believe that this was around the time that Russell moved into the Tammy Street house. Mm -hmm. And y'all were listing furniture as you're trying to sort of combine your households. Do you remember Uh, this one? Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah, that one, that was pretty terrible. But also kind of funny. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> but what in happened, my mind, that that was the catalyst that you were like, that's it. We're changing her name. Yeah. And so I guess it was really three. It was, it was a three-parter. Yeah. A three so there was, there was Colin going to school. Yeah. Then we were listing furniture and a woman showed up to buy our dining room table uh, and she was wearing um, a hijab mm-hmm. and Izzy, then Isis ran out the door and it clearly scared her a little bit. Mm -hmm. And and Russell like, wasn't calling Izzy back. And I was like, what are you doing? So she buys the table and Russell closes the door and he was like, I wasn't going to yell Isis. And I was like, oh my God, you're right. That would have been horrible. She would have thought we were horrible people. Yes. (laughs) So yeah, that was part of it. And then I also just constantly got questions. Why would you name your dog that? People would literally say after terrorists. And I was like, okay. It, it was a character on, on Archer. And I just thought that people would, you know, assume I had not named my dog after a terrorist group. I think this is speaking to the terrible state of education in this country that people are not learning their mythology. It must be. <laughs> because uh, mythology definitely came first. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah. at the end of the day, I, I decided it was time. We both give our dogs, they have their primary name and then they yeah. have about a hundred like sub names. Absolutely. That they're called at any given time. And so I called Izzy a lot. I called her Izzy already. Yeah. So she, under, she understood that name. It was pretty funny at the, the groomer, they refused <laughs> to update her name in the system because she's like it's a beautiful name I'm like yeah I agree but like it's kind of not her name now yeah so to this day her I would pet coast and we emailed it says Izzy Isis (laughs) ready for grooming yeah yeah so she is really 55 pounds of fluffy fury it's so true Um, and really she fits Izzy I think it fits her especially when she needs uh, what Kayla calls a fluff and nut and button stuff yes I'm glad we're immortalizing that on this podcast because, you know, I can never think of what it is that she calls it, but it always makes me laugh. So I'm like, my sister's <laughs> friend calls grooming something funny, fucking butternut and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I guess that was going to have to be a thing we do every single show is the weird words. So we had Jedi My Twins last time. This True. time we've got fluff and nut and button stuff, which if you don't know, if you don't have a fluffy dog, you have to trim their butt and hind quarter area because <laughs> uh, it gets very fluffy so it's actually called a face feet and fanny uh-huh but it's more fun to call it yeah our good friend kayla who will come on this podcast at some point mm-hmm. deemed it the nutter butter flutter flutter stuff <laughs> there you go nailed it <laughs> thank you <laughs> yeah one of I, I will say one of the funny nicknames i've been the most proud of is scout you know, she was such a, like, she was just old anyways, but she was just always sleeping. And so I started calling her scout potato, kind of like couch potato. And then I realized she's kind of shaped like a potato. So I just started calling her sweet potato. And, um, 
like that's the perfect nickname for this dog because she is such a sweet potato such a potato i know she was that's true such a good puppy yeah and then (laughs) and you remember actually waylon a lot of times and this this was also another friend who gave us this we would call him waylon cakes and pies yeah Waylon was fat for a large part of his life. I do blame our grandmother for part of that. So when I lived in Texas, our grandparents would keep Willie and Waylon for me a lot. And if you remember, I got Waylon in June. You brought him to me when you were on summer break. And then we went, I went to a wedding in Aspen and I did a few things. So basically Waylon lived with me at my apartment for about a week. And then he went to the lake for a month. (laughs) (laughs) And so I do think very much the lake was his second home and and Grammy and coach were very much his second, uh, second owners, but yeah, but he, God, that dog was so treat motivated. He would get into anything. See, and that's been another funny thing with scout and stone is they don't care about people food like at all. Well, as I mentioned on the last episode, like they're kind of cats. Yeah. They're very cat. Literally just sleep on the couch all the time. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. They're so funny or their bed or wherever they can, (laughs) wherever the people are, I guess, which is not a particularly cat-like quality. Yeah. Well, but like they don't always bark when somebody walks in the door or when somebody rings the doorbell or knocks. Like I had a roofer out yesterday and he knocked on my door three separate times and both dogs were on the couch and just kind of like, "Mm." oh, hey, you're standing up. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I I will say I'm anxious to see. So we're headed to Texas in week and a half about. Mm -hmm. And Stone has always been a little leery of children. And I do think I'm working really hard to try to break him of that. Of course, I pick up uh, a friend of mine every uh, about once a week. I pick up their daughter. And uh, so she's around and she loves the puppies. And then I was thinking about it collectively We've spent about a month in Texas around your kids because we were there for two weeks in October, a month Mm -hmm. over Christmas and two weeks in February. So it's getting better. But anytime we FaceTime with the kids, he looks around like, oh my God, are they in my home? (laughs) He did that this morning when we FaceTimed. So I'll be glad for him to get around them some more. Although it'll be interesting now that Thea is actually interested in life around her. And she's very interested in dogs way more than, than Leith was. She kind of chased Izzy around the island. She's fast. She's real fast. And yeah, Izzy came to me like, what is this? Please, (laughs) please, mom, (laughs) save me. (laughs) This wasn't the deal. So, but she's also a little bit gentler, I think. Okay. So I think one of the other things we wanted to talk about is Casey and I love to get annoyed at things. Many, many things in this life annoy us. And I think that'll be a pretty integral part of this podcast. Don't you agree? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Because that's what we definitely know in our core. That's right. The things we hate. The things that we hate and the things that we're doing right and everybody else is stupid. Mm-hmm. That's the big deal, right? So we have a number of dog owner pet peeves. And I've got one that just popped up yesterday that irritates me. So I've always walked my dogs. You've always walked yours. Like we, we like taking our dogs for a walk, right? And it drives me crazy when people do not pick up after their dogs. And that has been an exceptional problem around my house lately. So my house, of course, has kind of a big yard. I'm on a corner lot. And so it's, I don't know, it's just like the yard where everybody pees and poops. And it drives me crazy. And because, especially now, because Stone 
likes to roll in stuff. Remember when we were at your house, was that at Christmas? He doesn't usually roll in poop, but he did that particular day at your house, which was awful, horrible, terrible. But yeah, I just, I don't understand. It's not hard to do. You know, if it's your own yard, okay, you know, do whatever you want, but come on, man. Like it's just somebody else's yard. And people, I, you know, also I hate retractable leashes because Mm -hmm. I feel like anyone who uses a retractable leash doesn't actually know how to use it right. Mm -hmm. And so what I especially hate is when somebody clearly has let their dog come all the way up to like into my yard and it's, it's on the pathway between, you know, my car and the mailbox or whatever, you know, it's like, be aware of where people are going to be walking in their own freaking yard and pick up. Yeah. Anyways, that's one of my big ones. Yep. Uh, I even, I mean, I have definitely been caught without a poop bag. Of course. But then I'll just go out. I'll t- she gets to go on a bonus walk. Yes. And we, and we pick up. Absolutely. And I mean, if you're thinking about your neighborhood walk, most likely you're taking a similar route. Mm-hmm. So you're going to walk, pa- I, I've walked back by there later that, you know, later that night or something and picked up mm-hmm. after my dogs. But ugh, that's irritating. And then in, in a similar vein with walking. So if you remember, Waylon was a bit of what we might call a jerk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Waylon had this thing he would do, we called exorcist dog, and you never knew quite when it was coming. And he was especially protective of me when he was on his leash. And so one of the things that has always irritated me is people with quote unquote good dogs, and I'm not saying your dog is not good, but when people with good dogs walk without a leash, And then the owners just let that dog run up to leash dogs. That is never going to be okay. It doesn't matter how good your dogs are, right? And and you don't know. If you don't know anything about the dogs on a leash, why would you do that? Um, And oh my gosh, there were so many times. And people would be like, don't worry. She's nice. She's nice. I'm sure she is. But my dog is a jerk and will want to murder your dog. But you're so good about that, right? Because Izzy is fantastic on a leash. Mm -hmm. But when we're coming up on other, or sorry, without a leash, I mean. And when we're coming up on another dog, you leash her up like, yeah. or she just make sure she sticks next to me. Of course, she also is not interested in other dogs, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't know. I just, and maybe this is partially something that irritates me because like, I know how you do it and I know that you're really respectful. And so I just, I don't know. I just don't understand that. Yeah. People are just generally the worst. Yeah. And then one of my big pet peeves is people who they're excited about the thought of having a dog, but I don't know if they don't think about what that really entails, especially people who get puppies. Mm-hmm. And then it's a few weeks later, they're trying to rehome the dog. And mm-hmm. so what did you think you were doing? Yeah. All dogs have like an adjustment period. And that's what I think is also really funny is when people adopt dogs and then they're like, oh, this dog is perfect. No, he or she is not. Y'all are in the honeymoon phase. They're about to let their freak flag fly. (laughs) So prepare yourself because yeah, they're dogs. You have to teach them what you need from them. Yeah. And for everybody that's different, I kind of wish I had tried harder to unlearn some of Izzy's behavior. So she, I guess I also should have mentioned, she really was a straight up street dog. Like we don't know where she came from. Somebody found her roaming the streets of South San Antonio with some other dog. I think it was, I can't think of what those dogs are called. They've got like kind of longish ears, a spaniel. And 
she well, she's just a sensitive dog anyways and I yeah. think she had had whoever her owner had been either was a little bit abusive or just had a heavy hand yeah uh, and that she's just not cut out for that kind of life so yeah. yeah to this day I've had her for eight years now and she's terrified of the Swiffer and of brooms and you would think she would get she would have gotten over that by now but she yeah. hasn't but she also was terrified to get on furniture. Yeah, I forgot about this. Yeah. Uh, and I think in some ways it's good, right? She is very fluffy. She yeah. sheds a lot. But she really, it's, she gets nervous in storms now. And I, so I sometimes will just, you know, I want, she's pacing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, she'll sleep on the bed. So I'll pick her up and just put her on the bed. And she just looks at me like, I'm going to get in trouble. And then she just wants to get down. So it doesn't even make it better. Yeah. Wasn't but, she also scared of getting into the car? Uh, I don't think she was scared of it. I think she didn't really understand what to do. Okay. So I did have to teach her how to jump into the car and, and yeah. jump out of the car. Also. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, now she's fine with it. I think it's, maybe she was a little scared of it, but I think it was mostly just that she didn't know what to do. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think Scout and Stone got to go in the car very much before me. And so you know, I bought them those cute little buckets mm -hmm. and Scout never liked hers. Stone really likes his, but Stone has gotten to where if we walk outside, he, he can't get in the car. My, you know, my car is too high for him to jump up. He's so small, but he'll wait there. Like oh, we're getting in the car. He's so excited. He loves it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The only thing that gets Izzy that excited is normally when I say the words W-A-L-K. Sure. But recently in you you started this nonsense, but she gets some wet food now yeah. uh, because I've been trying to sneak pills into her food and you should see that dog tap dance as yeah. I carry her food bowl from the kitchen <laughs> with its wet food into, into the laundry room where her bowls are. She it just like, just dance it, just little, little toes tapping on the yeah. hardwood floor. It's like, what's <laughs> happening? <laughs> Yeah. So we should say, so particularly with Willie and Waylon, Willie and Waylon were very schedule oriented. Like the second they woke up, they wanted to go potty outside and then eat. And around four o'clock in the afternoon, they'd be like dinner, 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 dinner. And so anytime we would visit, Izzy would get to eat on our schedule which was usually a little earlier, right? Than her mm -hmm. schedule with y'all. She's really more on like, well, she pre-kids. It was like an eight to eight schedule. That's about yeah. what it is now. Okay. And so, and then as, as my dogs got old or as particularly as, well, so when Willie and Waylon were trying to lose weight, they started getting zucchini and green beans. And Izzy always wanted that. So she'd always get a little treat when I was feeding her when they were getting that. Then once Waylon was gone and Willie was getting older, his teeth got really bad. And so then he was getting wet food mixed in with his, his dry food. So she would get that. And then Scout only had five teeth when she came to me. We should tell the story of her losing that one tooth at your house. That's a fun no. story. I want to forget that. And so, so they would get wet food and their previous owner would sprinkle these treats. It's called like a carnivore crunch all over their food. And Izzy, oh, she goes crazy when I sprinkle carnivore crunch on her on her food. But yeah, so she knows when Yaya is there, goodness is coming. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> yeah, it is so funny. But see, Stone, and I, I think Stone is grieving today, but he hasn't touched his breakfast. If that was Willie and Waylon, that would have, they would have been yelling at me if it hadn't been put down the second we woke up. Yep. But I was just going to say, I'm very with you on people not understanding dog responsibility. And, you know, there's a, there's a phrase, right? People say there are no bad dogs, only bad dog owners. And I think 
I think that's right. Most behaviors, I feel like you can, you can trace back to bad habits and or people not paying enough attention or whatever, you know, it's like some people should just get cats. Like if you want something you don't have to pay any attention to get a cat. Yeah. Or a fish. (laughs) Except don't neglect cats, everybody. (laughs) Sure. But they just don't care. Yeah. But yeah, I think, and I think that's a fun thing that you have, you've taught me because did did Ivan go to training? Mm Mm-hmm. He did. Yeah. So Ivan was such a good dog. And then Izzy is just, oh my gosh, she is above and beyond. And I always thought that my dogs, all my dogs were good dogs, but particularly once I was around Izzy more, it was like, okay, there is a difference between a good dog and a well-trained dog. So Willie and Waylon were pretty good. I think Scout and Stone are good dogs. They're not well-trained. I told you Stone's going out front without a leash on. That privilege has been revoked because he's just started walking out into the street. And once he's out into the street, he is a dog with no name. He's like, Stone? Where's a stone? I don't see one. (laughs) Such a little jerk. But yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I might try to work with him on it. But I do think that that's really... That's really interesting. And I think I partially learned that lesson, not only being around Izzy, but also getting Waylon. You know, everyone says when you have a dog and you get a second dog, that second dog is going to pick up every bad trait that your first dog has. Mm -hmm. And that is so true. Yeah. You need your first dog as trained as you want either of your dogs to be. (laughs) Yes. It it is so, so true. Because, and and again, because I kept thinking, well, Willie is, he's good. And it's like, well, yeah, he was good. And when he was just, when there was just one of them yelling at other dogs, it was not a big deal. But once there were two of them and they're barking at each other and, oh my gosh, it was utter mayhem. (laughs) So at some point I'll be a person who gets my dogs trained. I was really lucky to find a good dog trainer and I actually found her before I moved to San Antonio. Um, It was at a dog park. He... got into it, got into it with a Rottweiler. That's right. I had totally forgotten about that. And so I was calling, I, so I started calling dog trainers about aggressive dog behaviors. And so this dog trainer had me walk her through what happened. And she was like, you don't have an aggressive dog. You have a dog that saw another dog running at you and stopped it. Right. You have a dog that was protecting you, but also we stopped going to dog parks. But yeah, so I was really lucky to find her and I took both Ivan and Izzy to her. For yeah. quite a long time. I think I was really a disappointment to her because I didn't end up competing Izzy yeah. um, in rally and, and those kind of things. That was just a commitment. I was not at a point in my life that I was going to make. I was 24 years old. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody else in the class is like 50. <laughs> like something they do on weekdays because they've retired. So yeah. yeah, I just, I wasn't, I wasn't in that place, but I know, I know she would have loved it. She really likes anything where you're you know, just paying attention to her, I guess, yeah. but on her terms. Sure. Don't try to get in her space and love on her when she doesn't want it. No, she's such a diva when it comes to that. Yeah. She's the least cuddly dog yeah. ever. And she's so fluffy. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. But yeah, so that was a really good, good thing because you really like the things she can do, sit down, settle. Like mm-hmm. Those things are very useful and she yes. understands the difference. Like if she's settling, it means I need her to lay down and just chill out for a while. Yep. Uh, and you know, like it, that was particularly useful when you could take her to restaurants and things, sit on a patio. Right. Which, I mean, I guess in theory we could do now or now we can eat outside. Yeah. But she hasn't left the house in a long time. I know. Poor, poor lady. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, so, you know, I think that that's a, that's a really important thing is to understand it's not only a commitment to the dog itself, but it's a lifetime. And that kind of gets, I think where where we're heading is in, in this podcast is what it means, you know, for the long run. Yeah. Eventually your job, your, your puppy will become a dog who will become a geriatric old dog. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's going to need, need things. You're going to end up having to make hard decisions Mm -hmm. like you had to do yesterday around quality of life. And yeah, there's just, and there's so many things along the way. I spent so many hours researching dog food when I was, when it was time to switch Izzy to old lady food. And it's just the worst. I ended up getting some recommendations from my vet because like I, I just feel like when you go online, yeah, it's just like, oh yeah, like feed this to your dog. And <laughs> well, and there's, I mean, it's kind of like humans, right? Like keto diet's the best. No, it's not. It's Weight Watchers is the best. No, it's not. It is, right. Yeah. And then like with dog food, it's like grain free. No, not grain free. Dogs need grain. It's just heads, heads, it's Mm-hmm. to make those decisions. But we should also say, so once upon a time, I was texting you about something with Willie. And I said something about his, I was trying to say his senior food, but my phone auto-corrected to senior. And so we now call our old dog's food, senior food. <laughs> yeah. It's just a much better, you don't want them to feel old. No, you don't. Yeah. We're not ageists around here. Mm-mm. So it's just their bags of senior food. (laughs) That's right. Well, I was thinking about this because you've experienced this. I have, I have only ever had to make the decision to put a dog down, which is so hard in its own right. Mm -hmm. And you had the experience of waking up and your dog had passed away in his sleep. And that I can't, now I can't fathom that. And I was getting worried about that with Scout. Mm-hmm. Actually, the night before I took her in, I, I woke up in the middle of the night and I was like, oh my God, is she still alive? And she was. Mm-hmm. But having to make that decision is just so hard. And our dad was just here and I really trust his opinion on dogs. And I was like, what do you think, dad? And he's like, you're just, you're going to know. And I think there is some truth to that. But at the same time, you just run everything through your mind. Like, oh, but she's still eating. So maybe she's fine. Well, no, she's not fine because she ate and then her mouth bled really bad. And, you know, so mm-hmm. there's just so, so much of that, that it's going to differ by dog and by situation. True. Yeah. You got to just trust your gut. Mm-hmm. And Which is hard. I think it's best. Oof, yeah. It's so hard. Yeah. And I was actually talking to a friend about this over the weekend and he has recently within a year, he said almost a year to the date, had to put both of his dogs down. And he, he said there was some song that he liked. And I don't remember what it was now, but he was like, why do we keep doing this to ourselves? We know that dogs are not going to be with us as long as we're around and we keep bringing them into our lives, just knowing that we're going to have, we're going to have that sadness and it's just so, it's so deep. Yeah. But they're so great. It's so true. Think about all the people that got dogs through the pandemic. If you're Mm -hmm. going to be stuck at your house, having that, especially as a person who lives alone, I'm either talking to myself or I'm talking to a dog, you know? So I think it's slightly less crazy. crazy. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. I guess it is a funny thing to note about us too, that my minimum weight requirement for a dog is like 50 pounds. Yeah. And your max weight requirement is like 20. 20. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I just love being able to pick them up and cuddle them. I love it so much. Do that with a 55 pound dog. Well, 
not yours. You try to cuddle her and she That's runs true. away. She, she just goes all stiff. <laughs> like this isn't fun. <laughs> I don't like this. But they also say dogs are a reflection of their owner's personalities. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you also hate being cuddled. That's true. <laughs> Or I just want to be cuddled on my own terms. <laughs> That's right. You want to ask for, for said cuddle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try and force your cuddles on me. That's right. Um, Are you still thinking you might want to get a second dog? I guess it's TBD on if I want to get a second dog. Because I think Izzy would hate it at first. Right. Like really, really hate it. But then I think she would eventually like it. Because she always loved hanging out with Rudy, Keener's right. dog. And she likes Charlie. They recently, they get sick of each other pretty fast, but they just ignore each other. <laughs> so it really depends on if it would enhance her quality of life, right. I would be fully committed to it. But at this point, I'm not convinced that it would. Yeah. Obviously I have had less than 24 hours to process what's going on in my life, but somebody did say yesterday, you have to get a second dog. And I was like, I don't. I don't think we're there no. yet. Yeah, you don't have to. <laughs> no, uh, so, but we'll see. I mean, because Stone, he loves other, well, he tolerates other dogs. Mm-hmm. He loved Scout. That was, the, yeah. but yeah, so I just, we'll have to see. I'm going to see how he adjusts to being the only one, but there is something to be said for not being outnumbered. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I, I thought I would get another dog pretty quickly after Waylon died, but just having, just having Willie and of course, Willie was old and had a number of health issues. And yeah. so it's just, when you're dealing with those health issues, it's so much easier to only be dealing with it with one dog. Yeah. And he was way too, he was way past his prime. Oh my God. He, he, he would have been so miserable. I think he would have died out of spite if I had gotten a second dog. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, that's <laughs> it. I'm just stopping <laughs> breathing. Yeah. <laughs> Last thing. Here's the question I posed to you. Okay. So I already mentioned that part of dog ownership is you have to be prepared to spend the money on them. Right. How much would you spend on, so maybe not necessarily a a dog that's a thousand years old, Mm -hmm. like Scout was, but so say Stone, who has, Mm -hmm. he's like nine? Uh, Eight. Okay. So he has many years left. Mm -hmm. So if the doctor was like, he needs blah. Oof. What, what's what's the most you think you would spend? <sighs> That's hard because A, I don't make a lot. And I do, I will say in this vein, you know, when I got Scout and Stone, I set aside a savings account for them. It's called Dogs. I put a hundred bucks into it every month. And the most it's ever gotten is $300 because then we, we end up at the vet, we need food, we go to the groomer, right? Whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. And so I, I think there'd be a couple of things because- when we found out about Scout's mouth tumor, I did look it up and it said, you can go find a doggy oncologist. You can look at surgery options, but surgery, surgery would only maybe give you five additional months, like five mm-hmm. to seven additional months. And so for me, some of it too is a, how much more time might you mm-hmm. get and B what is going to be the quality of life in that time frame? Mm-hmm. So if you remember, Waylon was running two a days while he was home alone, apparently, and he had two ACL tears that he had to have repaired. <laughs> and he was only six at the time about, I think it was six for the first one, seven for the second. And that was $600 a pop uh, because he was small. So that is the problem. Yeah, I was going to say, and you've got to steal a deal by going to a country vet on that. that that's it. Yeah. And so I think that that's, that was part of it, right? It was like, 
this is going to greatly improve his outcome. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he's going to be more comfortable and he's got many more years ahead of him. So I think it's both of those things. I really do think it depends. Cause like for, for scout, it was like, she might get five more months if I spend thousands of dollars. Yeah. But is that going to be a good five months? Mm-hmm. You know? So yeah. So I don't have an exact answer for you. Do you feel like you well, have an yeah. exact figure in your head? No, I don't. I think that's the, that's kind of what I was looking for. But yeah, so I had that with Ivan. He immediately got sick when I first got him. He had an upper respiratory infection. Right. Which is apparently very expensive to treat in a dog. Yep. But I had just graduated from college. And so I had gotten a couple hundred dollars from family and friends. I spent every single penny Mm -hmm. on that dog. And yeah, looking back, like, was that the best choice to make? I think it probably mm-hmm. was. And I couldn't have known that he was not going to make it a few more months, No, which was unrelated. He had, he developed immune mediated hemolytic anemia. So that was what yeah. um, treating that made him pass a blood clot. So yeah, there's just what, no way you could have anticipated that. No. So yeah, I think it, that's, you're, you're, on, you're hitting the nail on the head is yeah. that you got to make the best decision you can with the information you have. Yeah. I would be fiscally unresponsible. Yeah. They told me is he needed something. Like yeah. I'd, I would be like, what do we need to do? Do I need yeah. to mortgage this house? That's fine. <laughs> and Russell, I think would be like a hundred dollars. That's too much. <laughs> uh, just kidding. But yeah. So I think it's just an interesting, uh, I just yeah. was interested in what your, your thoughts were. Yeah. I think, I mean, it's definitely interesting. And I feel like it just, it really does vary. I was talking to a friend the other day that spent like $12,000 on a, on dog treatment for an, a slightly older dog, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it does just depend on, and I think on your vet too. I'm so happy to have a vet that I really trust, you mm-hmm. know, that I'll say like, is this the right thing to do? And like, he's willing to answer the question. If this was your dog, would you do this? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I know they don't always want to do that because they don't want to like tell you what to do. Or I think legally they can't tell you what to do, but I do like a, a vet that is willing to honestly say if this was my dog, yes or no. Right. Yeah. So that's our take on dog ownership. Everybody. We have a lot more opinions. Oh, so many opinions. I, I didn't really even get into my opinions on dog parks. Well, you know what? Or- we'll have a dog episode part two at some point. Maybe so. Yeah. I have an opinion on people who left their dogs right in the bed of their trucks. Oh my God. Don't even, don't even. Uh, yeah. I can't handle that. Yeah. We've got their retractable leash opinion. I mean, if we had made a list of our, the things we have opinions on, <laughs> it's been a couple pages. It's true. It's so true. See if, see if you can write part of your, your like tenure track material. Maybe yeah. you can just write, just switch topics. Like That's right. who cares about political science? And while I'm talking about student evaluations, let me tell you about retractable leashes. could they be useful in the collegiate setting we don't know we don't know we We don't have have the data (laughs) you know uh, academics love that let's get the data Mm -hmm. (laughs) we didn't talk about me taking my dogs to the classroom oh yeah wearing wearing them in backpacks yeah uh, we got a lot all right we have enough material for a second episode so we'll do that at some point down we'll see what the reception is to this amount of data that's a good idea (laughs) that's a good idea Get some uh, consumer feedback. I like it. Well, I always love talking dogs with you. Same. And just chatting with you in general. All right. Love okay, you, bye. Love you, bye.